Oh, boy. You know who's sick? It's not you. It's everyone in the audience. Because you're like, man, it's been so long since we last heard an episode of the season line of Chuck Bovier. You know, it's been a week, so we're just, we're just ill. We're sickened. We're in withdrawal. <laughs> and we need more of that goodness. We need the feast. Who doesn't? People that aren't feasting. Yeah, um, people who don't listen to us are wrong. It's true. Five out of five experts agree. If you don't listen to this podcast, you're wrong. <laughs> Is that me, you, Maxwell, Loki? Who's the who's the fifth one? Uh, Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer. <laughs> Thanks, Matt Mercer. You're a good dude. Ugh. Also really, really attractive. It's kind of unfair. <laughs> it's spit water on itself. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. Good job. Good job. I missed my computer by a lot, so it's pretty good. It's kind of wet. <laughs> uh, hello. Welcome. This is the Seasonal Anime Check of OVA episode... Number forty six. It's the it's the episode where we spit water on ourselves and have a grandiose time. Huh. Get the vapors because of Matt Mercer. Get the vapors because of Matt Mercer. I mean, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jared, joined by the Road Warrior, and also <laughs> sick and Ladyum. Hello. You're a Road Warrior, but you're not of the Legion of Doom. That's a wrestling reference, which you're not going to get, but. I'm going to pop someone I, in the audience there. I got nothing, man. Traveling what? You, you told me you traveled like over the weekend, just the weekend itself. like 2,500 miles. Which, holy s***. And that's not even including the other 800 that I traveled to get down to Florida the first time. You're living that independent pro wrestler lifestyle um, with that travel. I'm living the holy crap I hate driving lifestyle and I have to get another oil change <laughs> it's sad also, it's sad when you hit the requirement for an oil change in just one trip oh it is actually I like I got down there and I got an oil change and then like I have to get an oil change immediately now I'm like dang it you gotta get that new oil where it's like you don't have to change your oil for an entire year which that's probably real bad you shouldn't do that Welcome, um, welcome to this podcast where we talk about oil. Or this is the uh, this is Car Talk, NPR's finest uh, podcast, number one on iTunes. Oh my god! So so yeah, I'm sick and I sound funny and I might be a little loopy, but we're going to ignore all that and pretend that I am totally fine and everybody's happy to hear me, right? Everyone's always happy to hear you. What are you talking about? All right, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> So today we are going to talk about a film, a manga. It is our conversations about anime, video games, and manga, but without the video games, it's just anime and manga, but it's the same topic. That's why I was the best podcast co-host, because she always bails me out when I forget the, the tagline. <laughs> no joke. So yeah, like we, we were talking about you know last week how... Without Fire Emblem Warriors comes out on a Friday, we're not going to have time to talk about this week. So we'll talk about that next week, hopefully. But this week, we're going to talk about uh, one of Makoto Shinkai's four more works, five centimeters per second. 
which we watched the film of and then found out that there was a book form, which I thought it was the light novel or the light novel or novel version, whichever one. But it turns out it's the manga version, <laughs> which granted, yeah. it's it's it works out, I think, a little bit better because that manga version definitely has a lot of differences compared to the to the, the, the movie itself. Oh, totally. Um, although, if you're a good friend, guys, maybe you should inform your friends that it's a manga because Jared was like, wow, that's a huge book. Why is it so huge? And I opened and, up like, there's a lot of pictures in this. Wow, this is weird. The answer is because his friend Al forgot to tell him that it wasn't actually a book book. And I, I was very surprised that you're like, yeah, I finished up reading that. And I was like, holy, you finished that in a day. That's real quick, man. That was a fast read. <laughs> I'm a speed reader. Actually, that's true. I am a speed reader, but not yeah. that fast. <laughs> there is, there is a light novel. through my brain. Yeah. There is a light novel, but I, I don't know if it's out in English or not. But the, the the film is and the the manga is, which you can go purchase or you can watch the film on Crunchyroll if you have that. Yep. It has one of the dubs because the film has like two different dubs for some reason. But I think probably because this film came out in 07. Mm-hmm. And of course, like that's a time when anime was really on the down compared to, you know, how it is now in a few years prior to this. So licensing for anime and that sort of media at that time was just not great probably. So it probably like got into the, the original licensees hands and then fell out. And then another company comes in and relicenses it and redubs it. Cause sure. We're going to do that business. But, but the dub that's on there has our pal JYB. That's true. Which is, which makes it real fun. It does. And, um, Apparently Tara Platt was in it too. Yep. So we have. Uh, I guess that she would. She's like briefly in the third act. Yeah. So you'd have a. Uh, what you Narakami and Mitsuru Kurijo having a conversation here? Maybe actually they're not having a conversation. They don't talk to each other, but still. You get my point, you guys. <laughs> and then. And then Sionji from Dianganronpa 2 shows up in the second act. Oh, that's... Oh, I didn't realize that. That's neato. <laughs> or or we could just call her Trucy Wright. Oh, yeah, that's better. That's a character I like better. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, Trucy. Round of applause, everyone. So the film is weird. It is. Um, and... On, on a very basic level, it has some art issues. Yeah, I mean, it is something from 07, which... Yeah. It's It sounds weird that, like, ten, something 10 years ago isn't that great, but, like, I feel like if you go back and watch a lot of stuff from just, like, the decade of the 2000s, like, the art's not great. Like, like the 80s had its own style. You can tell something from the 90s. The 2000s is, like, this weird period where everything kind of... There's there's good stuff out there, but a lot of it also just kind of feels generic in a way. Yeah. And then obviously nowadays everything's kind of it's changed again, and you can probably it's, it's benefited from you know the HD era and everything, and like something from 07 is that borderline between you know everything going from SD to HD, so that probably also didn't help it. Yeah, it just it looks 
Pop's body at yeah. points. And I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look good. But then there are other parts. I'm like, oh, okay, that looks fine. I'm, I'm okay with this. Yeah, like the backgrounds looked real good. Oh, the backgrounds are beautiful. Yeah. That was like the one big thing. The, the, the weird thing I think about this film in particular is that it's kind of set up like a lot of classic anime films were where it was like, oh, well, we're going to put this out as like a, like a handful of OVAs and then eventually we'll condense these into its own film, which you yeah. saw that a lot in the 80s and 90s particularly. But you don't really see that nowadays. Like if it's if a, if a film comes out, it's either like it's going to be original or it's going to be like a recap or or something like that, like usually it's not like chopped up a lot i know like the um the newest digimon films they get chopped up i think after release like when they get brought out over to america they're chopped up into episodes but those are those are films i think in japan but usually you don't see this anymore so it was kind of strange to see like oh this is basically three different episodes within this entire film but i don't think it was like actually chopped up Mm-hmm. It was just like this is just the way this thing is. There's there's three acts essentially. So yeah, I was impressed by it though. I thought it was really neat to see it that way, um, and especially because it, it does kind of show like three different points of life. Yeah, it's a good way of showing storytelling and all that because you get you know uh, the main character when he's a kid, when he's in high school, and then when he's an adult. Yep. The three stages of life. That's it. Kid, high school, yeah. adult. <laughs> Nothing after that. Nothing after that. Nothing before it either. Infancy? What's that? It doesn't exist. You just come out of the womb and you're like seven years old. Right, right. I'm pretty sure he's older than seven, but... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> point stands. So, we should talk about our main character and other main character. At least for okay. act one. So our main protagonist is Takaki. He's the main dude. And he's in all three acts and that's basically who you you follow throughout the entirety of the of the film. And in episode 1, which they're basically chopped up in the episodes, uh he's in elementary school. Yep. And basically he's he befriends this girl named Akari who is a transfer student, transfers in and kind of helps her get along uh like acclimating to the new area and everything because he's been the transfer student before as well so he kind of knows like the procedures and everything and like how to or where think where to go how to get acclimated to this new school new friends yada 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 and like they go they get closer they become better friends and of course that means like little kids are assholes yeah, they all, like, tease them, like, yeah. oh, you're dating. You're going Yay. to get married. <laughs> so, yeah. Little kids are jerks. But also, they're, like, baby kids, so. Hey, baby kids can still be jerks. Oh, I know. I'm saying that, like, <laughs> they shouldn't worry about, like, if they're getting married or not right, yet. Yeah. Because they are, um, they are kids. They're baby kids. They're baby kids. But he's also, like, really defensive of her at that point. Right. Because, like, she's, like, they like the other kids, like, write this all over, like, the chalkboard and everything. And she's, like, kind of standing in the classroom herself, like, soaking that all in, like, kind of horrified. And he, like, walks in, 
marches in, like just grabs her and they run away. Like a tough guy, clearly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little kid tough guy. One of my favorite things, though, is that they bond at first over, like, the library. Mm -hmm. And it shows a few times that, like, they would check out books and then, like, talk about them. And so she would check out a book and then he'd read it. And and he'd check out a book and she'd read it. And then they'd talk about it. And they were saying, like, they had the same taste because they always got the same books. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really, really cute. I forget the reason why they're both in the library all the time, but... Uh, he he was super supportive, and so that's kind of like where they they start getting along as the library and mm-hmm. through the the reading. But, but, oh oh oh! oh, oh. Before you move on, there is Pop a the part break. when they are in elementary school uh-huh. that it explains the title. Yes, it's very very early. In both the manga and the movie. So, like, they're at this... There's this big tree. I think it's, like, around their school or something, or at their school. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, watching it, and she mentions, like, oh, did you know that the rate at which cherry blossoms fall from trees is five centimeters per second? That's the name of the, the movie. It is. In case you didn't realize by now in this podcast that, but, uh, that is the name of it and also kind of becomes a recurring theme as well of like something being a measure of you know time and measurement of time measurement and time well and you get like a throwback to it at one point with the snow but that's at a different point but there's, there's also something else i think in in the second episode too as well that they mentioned like a a speed they probably do um we'll get to that in a little bit yeah and you also find out that he wants to be an astronaut pew pew yeah. into space that's how you go to space you just go pew <laughs> i mean i'm looking at a bag that i have from nasa for some reason it's in my floor in front of me and does it say the, pew on it well the, the handle is over part of the words so it just says always exploring as opposed to exploring <laughs> i like always yeah. exploring better though always exploring uh, <laughs> good anyway so not everything is you know they all are like oh it's all hunky-dory we're going to be friends we get to be by our sides going into middle school we're getting into the same middle school i just punched my my mic arm so that probably sounded weird but it's like a death flag but for their friendship yeah Akari, <laughs> Akari has to move away. Yeah. Due to her parents' she job. Her again. Yeah. So she calls him in like by a payphone, which that that really dates you of like where this is. Mm-hmm. And like he's real upset by it, but they're like, oh, we're gonna write to each other and keep in contact like that, and blah 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 blah. So they eventually go their separate ways in middle school and all that stuff, but they're writing each other fairly often. Yeah. And then I think it's like right before he has to move again to someplace mm-hmm. even further away. Yep. Like it, it, I think it's at the end of middle school. I think so. It's 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 they're older than when yeah. they. It's it's at least a couple of years. They're like, let's meet up, and then before you have to move away and make this way too much harder of a difficult journey. So mm-hmm. they decided to do this like on just like a random day, and it's like in the middle of March. So like. 
you think, oh, it's going to be spring, but then, like, it just starts heavily snowing because weather's mm-hmm. a mother It is true. Weather sucks. And, like, he has to go, has to, like, do all these trains and all that stuff, changing trains, all that jazz. And basically, since it's snowing real bad, you know, the trains are getting delayed and then getting delayed and getting more delayed to where, you know, like, they're supposed to meet up at, like, 7 o'clock or something like that. And I think it's 7.30. And by the time it's, like, 7.30, he's still, like, ways away mm-hmm. from getting there. So he's like, well, I'm already on this trip. I might as well see it, see it out, even though she's probably not going to be there. I have this letter for her, and then it gets blown away by the wind. Oh, man. That was the first time I cried when this, because <laughs> I, I have a bad problem of sympathy crying. Yeah. and. Whenever I see anybody's chin start wobbling like they're going to cry, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so when his chin started doing it, I'm like, no, buddy. And so I cried a little bit here. But he just looked so devastated when his letter blew away. Because that, that letter was, like, supposed to have, like, his his actual feelings in it and all that jazz. And then whoop, it's gone. And he said that it, it took him forever to write it because he couldn't find the right words mm-hmm. and... So he put a lot of time and effort into it, and then it was just gone after he tried to get snacks. Moral of the story, never get snacks. It's true, never get snacks. <laughs> At least on a journey. But anyways, he finds... Think... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think he ends up getting there at, like, either 10.30 or 11.30. I yeah, that's what I was, I was about to say. Like, he gets there real late. It's like, like you said, 10.30, 11.30, and he's, like, he's basically prepared to, like, no one's going to be there. Yeah. But he walks in like the the lobby area of the the station, and you can tell it's kind of like the countryside essentially because like it's it doesn't look up to date or anything. Like there's just a heater, like a, mm-hmm. a, like an actual fire like heater, just in like the the middle there. But he also like she's just she's she's sitting there. She's asleep because she's been waiting so long, but she's there waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And she brought snacks. She brought snacks snacks but then they have to leave the station because the dude's like i gotta close guys you gtfo yeah get out of here kids hoodlums (laughs) (laughs) so like they leave they go like just walk around the the town where she lives now and they they kind of stop at this old tree and like they reminisce about the story that she told him you know about the five centimeters per second thing and then they smooch it's their first kiss. Yep. They got their smooch on. And I think he says something in the movie. I can't remember if it's in the manga where he says basically like he knew at that moment that they'd never be together. I don't think that's in the manga. Yeah, it must be in the movie. Or at least I Either don't remember it. Either that or I'm hallucinating. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> it could be true. How Al remembers this movie while on medication yeah <laughs> they like they spend the night in like some just like abandoned shack wrapped up in like yep. a dirty blanket it smells yep and then like the the morning comes and they have to go their separate ways because he has to go back home and, and you know, I always wondered like where her parents thought she was yeah right because I think she she said she told her mom or like she didn't tell her mom like her she mom, told her mom that she was making the the thingy, the snacks. Yeah, like and her mom. Like, her mom's like, "Oh, it's for somebody you love." Yeah, but like, she, yeah, 
and also like this is like the early ni- or like this is sometime in the 90s so like there was no cell phones or anything so right like i would find it suspect if i was a mother and my middle school girl it's like, hey, I'm going to go make some snacks for somebody and then like disappears and doesn't ever come home. What about the dude? Right. He also like just went missing for an entire night. Like. What? <laughs> Who are these parents? <laughs> what are these? Why parents? are you such bad parents? <laughs> so he has to go home like they. They go their separate ways like she doesn't give him her letter either. Mm-mm. A lot of letters just don't get delivered. Mailmen would be very disappointed. A lot of feelings just go unsaid. Yep. And then basically he goes off on the train and then that's it for this episode. Mm-hmm. So we fast forward to high school. The end of high now, school. Now we're in high school. Where Takaki is in and he's moved off to this other area where it has like a space center and all that jazz. So like. You're thinking, okay, well, he's probably getting the jump start on him wanting to be an astronaut. This is clearly the place he'd want to be. All that jazz. Uh, things maybe not so great, though. Right. Potentially. He's doing archery. He's not flying spaceships. Clearly not what you want. Also seems kind of distant. Mm-hmm. And he's always, like, on his phone typing emails or texts, or I'm not sure which one, but... yeah. He's always doing that, and people are like, hmm, what is he doing? Does he have a girlfriend? He's so suspicious. But we also meet our second main main gal. We do. Kane. Kane. And she's kind of infatuated with Takaki. And has been for a while. It has been for a while. I don't remember if the... Did the movie go into, like, how her feelings kind of came to be or was that just like a manga thing i think it was just a manga thing so like she basically talks about like how they were in middle school together they didn't talk though but they eventually got paired up in like this cultural festival thingamajig and like that's how they kind of became to know each other and she's always had like this unrequited requited crush on him never told told him about it though but he's always just like head in the clouds essentially because he's off focused on something else and not necessarily looking looking her way mm-hmm. but she's bound and determined she's gonna catch a wave and confess her feelings because that's what you do you go out surfing and then you're like okay well clearly i know how to do this one thing i'm going to be able to do this other thing direct correlation obviously super direct correlation super mm-hmm. but you basically learn throughout this episode that like like we said, like he's very distant. Like he's 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 very he's different than what he was in the first episode. Like there's something in him that's kind of been lost. Yeah, he seems a little hardened. Mm-hmm. And Kanai is basically trying to figure out a way to like to ba- to make him notice her. But even though like they're hanging out, like going home together. It constantly seems to her like, okay, well, I'm trying hard, but there's got to be something I'm doing that will make him notice me. But each time, it just kind of falls short. And then this is where, like, this is the thing where, like, they, they also reference, like, the the speed measurement is when they're, they're, they're driving home 
and like it starts raining and they're they have to wait at like the train stop oh right that's what there's another one where like they reference like a measurement of speed because that, that makes him flash back to like when he first heard like five centimeters per second i forgot about that one i don't remember that one because it was in the manga which i read recently so nice but yeah like that's another point of time when they do that but yeah they're basically kind of like waiting for this train which has like all these space parts on it because like there's a there's a launch that's going to happen real soon on the island and it's jaxa right jaxa jaxa it's japan's version of nasa they're j-a-x-a i don't remember if that's how it was in the I mean, that's the real life equivalent. It was like a probably a parody version of it, though. But yeah, essentially, you're you're correct. But like the the episode kind of just goes on and on, and then eventually she catches her wave. She's going to confess to him, but but she kind of like she doesn't go through with it, but also kind of like has that realization, like, oh, he's never going to see me in that way. He's never going to look at me in that way. He he clearly has like either someone else or something else on his mind in his vision in his head and i'm clearly not going to be that person also worth mentioning at this point that all the messages that he's been typing out on his phone that she keeps seeing he never actually sends right he, he's like he'll he'll like mess like write up something and then like they'll come up like save draft and be like no 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 because basically him and um akari have kind of fallen out of touch which they basically kind of talk about is like, oh, that sort of thing just happens. Like, you know, you're you're writing to someone that you you don't you haven't seen in a while, but eventually, you know, what's there to talk about? How can I talk about these people they don't know? And then eventually, the letters just stop coming, mm-hmm. and the communication stops. So that's basically kind of what happens. And he's always, I guess, kind of trying to figure out a way to like reestablish communication, but just never goes through with it. Which is what you it's said. It's a bummer, you guys. <laughs> yeah. And then she basically has her realization while they're walking home, and then, like, the launch happens. Mm-hmm. And they see that, and then... Basically, she just goes home and is like, well, that sucks. I'm gonna go cry now. And she cries all night. Yep. And that's basically the end of episode two. And then three is where the manga and the movie diverge a lot. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll talk about the manga, like, afterwards. But, but yeah, like, episode three is especially just because, like, it's a short wrap-up in the film specifically. Yeah. Because not a lot happens. And, like, it's basically just, like, here's a resolution. Here you go. So now it is the, the present day, I guess. This wiki says it's 2008, even though this film came out, it was seven. So basically, present day. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Uh, Takaki's an adult. He's working in Tokyo. All this stuff. He has had a girlfriend. Hash slash had. Basically, we see her for like a hot second, and then like she's never acknowledged again. <laughs> nope. But a lot of it is basically like him as an adult coming to terms with like his childhood feelings for Akari and like how there was never like a resolution for them and how he's kind of like held on to them as this like this baggage for years and years and never found a way to like come to terms with them or cope with them or anything like that. 
and also you kind of see like you, this this just reintroduces her as well as an adult mm-hmm. you don't really see much of her like you basically see like oh she's she's engaged or married and she's moved on essentially yeah she's she's planning her wedding um i think you see her like very very briefly talking to her parents mm-hmm. but yeah she's engaged and then also she talks about like having like a dream about him yep which obviously that's that's the the point in time like we're gonna have them like briefly see each other and then they'll be like oh no we're moving in opposite directions which he has done <laughs> yep. in another in another film of his this one didn't end as as well as the the last one though or the most recent one yeah like they have that happen and then like some like i think time kind of passes again and then they're walking down a road and they pass each other and it's they basically pass each other across the train tracks mm-hmm. and they both kind of realize who it is and like they turn back to look but like there's a train going by but then by the time the train's gone like they're both kind of going off in their separate directions like he doesn't look back to see if it's her and i think she's gone by that point well um at the end what happens is she's gone and he he sees that she's gone so then he turns and leaves right and i guess you mentioned i can't remember if you mentioned it because i'm (laughs) but um (laughs) it's it's a callback to their their elementary school days yes that's true yeah where they did turn and see each other Mm -hmm. and they were happy but yeah um so it it's like you said, it's her moving or she's moved on and he has to move on right. is what's happening there. Cause he did look back and she wasn't there. So he's like, well, okay then that's that. Which it's, that's, that is essentially the resolution for him. Is that like, you know, she's not going to come back for me. Even if like, you know, this happenstance chance meeting is going to happen. Like she's, she has her own life now. She's doing her own thing. Like this is the point where I need to move on finally. Yeah. Which essentially that's kind of like what the end of the film kind of tries to tell you, even though it, I don't know, I guess it works, but it feels just kind of like just it's there. Yeah. A, a lot of like the, the third act is, is just, it's there for the sake it's of not, being there. It's not as strong in the movie as it is in the manga, yeah. but it, it, it is it does seem just weird that like the way the third act just kind of abruptly plays out and wraps up that you would think there should be more there yeah but there's so. not and that's a strange thing which brings us i think to the manga yeah which i think we were kind of talking about this like at least i was asking you about this of like okay so why is there such a difference between the the movie and the manga like was was all of the stuff in the manga planned out originally for the movie and they had to cut it for, you know, time, space, all sorts of other reasons, etc. Or like what was what what causes like such a difference between these two forms of media? Mm-hmm. And I think like the biggest thing is that the manga came out three years after the fact. Okay, yeah, that fitting. That makes sense. Which I think that that is a a big, a big reason yeah yeah because especially the manga really expands upon the story in a way that the movie 
doesn't. Yes. And I don't know if that was just because, like, you know, having three years in between the film and then this manga adaptation was like, okay, maybe we need to work on this and figure out a better way to end this or, like, add more story to this to make it, you know, seem more of a complete story. Like, I don't know if, like, that's a fact or anything like that, but... But yeah, there is, if you read the manga, like after watching the movie, like you'll be like, oh wow, there is so much more stuff to this. Like and even, that's what I both did. Yeah, like even in the first, like the first act, especially like there's, there's more to it. Like you see mm-hmm. more of like their, their younger, their younger selves. You see a little bit more of like their middle school selves. Like there's just so much more that's added on into that story specifically. I think episode or like the second act is a little bit more of the same yeah like there's a few things here and there i think they add in but for the most part like that part is it's pretty similar it's pretty similar like there's not a lot of changes to that which is fine yeah for that part particularly the third act is where it kind of just goes in a completely different direction like it keeps the same framework of the movie and everything and the way the story is but it just it adds in another layer of like okay so you see Takaki's like the girl he was dating at one point and then basically breaks up with in the mm-hmm. film. Yes. And like you ba- you basically briefly see her you, you see her like get like not get any reactions from him and kind of like oh that's it for them blah 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 and that's it. Like you basically know backstory for her or like what the relationship was or anything like that. In the manga they go way into that. Mhm. Like way more so and it was very surprising to like Okay, so you're going to learn, you know, how long they've been dating, how they met, you know, what their relationship is like. And I think it really does a good job of, like, expanding, especially for this this third act, expanding upon why he has been so kind of, like, destitute and down in the dumps. And why the way he is in the movie, specifically because, like it all kind of comes to a head when like they have like this, this bad breakup where he's like, I'm going to take you to this, my hometown. And then whoops, I'm just going to leave you there. Well, it wasn't the hometown. It was where, uh, Oh, right. Yeah. With the, with the tree. Yeah. So not, he didn't take her to the hometown, but he took her to where he got his first kiss. and like fell in love for the first time. And, and like, Oh buddy, 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 buddy. And then like left her there. Which for I think for him was kind of like this was his way of finally coming like literally coming to terms with that and like facing it head on, and then like eventually like once he got there he just he couldn't handle couldn't it. Do it. Yeah. And then like, she basically leaves him a voicemail, which they address a little bit later in the in the chapter, or in that in that act. But then like he like I think the next thing you see is like him coming to get his stuff from her house. Yeah. And then they basically just have, like, this one-to-one, like, he just kind of, like, literally finally opens up to her. Which is bad, because they've been dating for, like, what, three years at that point? Yeah, it's, a, it's like, a three-year relationship, and this is the first time she's ever, like, gotten the backstory, I guess. <laughs> so, like, she, he finally kind of, like, tells her everything of, like, why he is the way he is, like, why he's been, like, so, like, I guess emotionally stunted for years and years and it's because of, like, this relationship I had and how I could never get past it and all that jazz. And, like, it... I think that's a really good thing for, like, that character specifically because you, like... Because in the movie, you never hear him address it, really. No. 
you get that scene at the end and that's basically supposed to be him coming to terms with everything. But this, like it really does a deep dive into like the character and just how he's been feeling for the years and years. And I think having him have that moment really makes the, the movie ending a little bit better. I agree. I mean, it gives a little bit more impact because you've seen how negatively it's affected him. Mm -hmm. Like, all this time and it's not just like oh no this guy lives in an apartment by himself and he smokes and his job's kind of weird like which even like that stuff they go in more into because like you know he talks about like oh i'm gonna quit my job because like in this group i'm in i'm basically the only one doing work the the group leader is kind of an asshole and i'm just it's it's not it's not a fulfilling job it's not what i wanted to do with my life like i wanted to find something that i actually want to take pleasure in doing i want to find a job that I, I enjoy going to going and doing and it's part of why there was the initial like issue with the um the girlfriend was because she wanted him to meet the parents and he's like i can't i don't have a job mm-hmm. so um i think she at first thought like it was too much too fast and he was freaking out but that wasn't actually the case at all especially when you're dating for three years like I don't think that's necessarily like, oh, I'm, let's meet her. I'm going to have you meet my parents after three years. Like, that's not really that much too fast. And especially because she's like, hey, I'm okay with you quitting your job. Like, I've been worried about your health. Like, I feel like you've yeah. been overworking and, like, you just haven't been yourself lately. Like, I'm glad you're – I know, like, you know, quitting your job's like, rough and everything, but I'm glad you're doing it for the sake of yourself. And I feel like, you know, if, if they'd went through and, like, you know, he'd met her parents and everything like, you know, that's something easily explainable. It's not necessarily the end of the world that, you know, he's unemployed at the moment. Right. But he has all this other, like all these other issues that he's been dealing with that he's never had to deal with before really, or had figured out a way to deal with. And that basically just like compounds the situation to make it just a worse situation than it, it needed to be. Yeah. Um, I think it, it really does lead, lead itself to a bit more of a like tragedy. I mean, it's not like a super tragic story, but this is a I mean, Shakespeare fact, tragedy. It's not it's not that bad, but it's it's you know, he's had this relationship that he started in elementary school and it's negatively impacted him so far into adulthood mm-hmm. and he just he can't get past it. That's sad. Yeah. It makes me feel for his character way more than the movie did by the end of it. I agree. Because I think if... Because the way the... Like we've been talking about, like the movie just doesn't make him sympathetic at the end. It like it just kind of... It never shows him dealing with it. It just shows him at the end like, oh, well, she's moved on. So clearly now I can move on. Yay. Yeah. That's not how things work. (laughs) It's kind of a like shallow ending yeah. even though like it made, it made me a little emotional because i'm an emotional weirdo <laughs> the way that it was handled in the manga is way less like superficial and like oh okay well it's over now dupe yeah it, it makes him more sympathetic it gives him reasons to like to actually move on yeah he, he has a more more he has a bigger sense of depth yeah in the manga. I can't find my words tonight. It's fine. You are medicated. 
they're all floating in the abyss and i'm like hey that's the word i'm looking for and then it's like ant it's not like it's not like earlier where i thought you didn't understand the word archery but it, it was like the <laughs> japanese word for archery and i was like do you not know the word for archery are you okay <laughs> uh. but also like a big thing that the manga does is it gives you an epilogue it does and that is very very different so you could basically go back to the the island from the second arc or second act and you meet back up with Kane and like you find out what she's been doing like as an adult now and see where her life is which is in a way it's kind of similar to how Takaki's is is like well like she's single she really doesn't know what she wants to do with her life she's basically also kind of fighting with this idea of being on this island for her entire life which I think that's a that's a common thing for a lot of people who grow up in like small towns and everything is like am I going to be stuck in this area for the rest of my life? Am I never going to be able to get out of it? Relatable. Yeah. So like, I, I really uh, thought that was a, an interesting direction to take her and then also have like this, this random surfer dude that she kind of hangs around with. The like, hun- a little hunky surfer dude that she, yeah. she's been <laughs> And he's just like, Hey, why don't you go out with me? Huh? <laughs> but also like, she kind of also has like the same situation that Taki has where she's never gotten over him. Yeah. And like never like really tried to, you know, deal with that or kind of face that head on. And she has to deal with that her own way as well, which is basically like she she kind of talks to that dude again, like later on in the in the epilogue. And says like, look, it's cool that you want to date me and everything. But like, I I literally can't because I don't know how to handle that. Like I have like this other thing and I've never dealt with that. So like I should probably go try and find him yeah and despite the fact that like he he does say like hey you should date me like he was really cool about her going and figuring it all out so i was like you know that's that's a pretty stand-up guy thing to do like he he was supportive of her as a friend trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. even though he also wanted to date her yeah like that's totally good guy move yeah it it showed that he he really valued her as a person mm-hmm. and cared what she felt as well and it was it's crazy because he's there for like two pages right like he's not really like there much within the epilogue itself like he's he kind of shows up a little bit but he's not really like fleshed out as a character or anything like that but you still get like a good sense of like what his character probably is yeah who who he would be yeah yeah so while she's dealing with like her sister having a bunch of kids and just too many kids in general she's a nurse isn't she yeah it's it's, yeah i couldn't remember if she's like an actual nurse or like a nurse in training oh she might be a nurse in training but yeah that's basically what she's been doing but she also comes up with a plan to go go to tokyo find takaki which they they also figure out is like super difficult because they basically don't know where he lives like he never goes to class reunions which relatable yeah (laughs) and also like they're just like okay well we have no records of like where he is eventually they find like his parents Mm -hmm. and like they give him like or they give them an address and everything and And a cell phone number yeah and she goes to tokyo which they have cell phones at this point yeah they do it's the present day thank you (laughs) cell phones have finally been invented but yeah, she basically goes to Tokyo. This is like, I mean, this is the first time I think she's been essentially. Yeah, and she's really overwhelmed. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, going from small town to like the big city, which it is the big city there. 
Yeah. There's a it's huge culture shock. And she's like, she basically like kind of runs around, tries to figure out where he is, doesn't really, isn't really successful, and like goes to this park and like calls up the dude who asked her out. And, he's, and she's like, I don't know if I could be here. Like, there's so much going on. Like, my mind's going 120 miles an hour. And like, I just can't keep up. But also, he's just like, if you were there for like a couple of days, you'd probably get used to it. And she's like, yeah, yeah probably. So like she kind of talks about going back, but also kind of like just staying there for like another day or something and just like just trying to see if she could find him. And then like she hangs up the phone and like the last thing, the last couple of frames you see is like is like a pulled out shot of her on the bench. And like you see like basically legs <laughs> like in the foreground yeah. And then, like, they kind of turn, and, like, I think the last, like, frame is, like, her, like, kind of, like, shocked. Yeah. So, clearly, we have no idea what happened. <laughs> but the, uh... The implication is that, like, she found Takagi there. Yeah, or he stumbled upon her. Yeah, it's another chance meeting. So, um, I like to believe that the two of them talked it out and figure out that they can work out their issues and end up together because that makes me happy if i mean like yeah like i would be okay with that or like this they become, or just be friends and yeah. like figure it out together like hey we have weird issues with <laughs> past relationships maybe if we become friends and support system we can get through this together yeah which, and that'd be radical too i yeah. support them as both friends and as a relationship either way i would be happy radio yeah which like yeah i think that's I like that as, like, a good little, like, cliffhanger. Yeah. And also, like, I think that's just a way better ending than what you get from the the movie. Oh, a thousand percent better ending. Like, I can't even describe to you how much of a better ending it is. Like, there, there's probably a phrase that I should put into words here, but I don't know what it is, but it's better. Especially because, like, in terms of, of adaptations, like... Yeah. You know, we've seen often where, you know, you take something, go to another form of media, and it can just fall apart, or it's just like a, a copycat clone of it, or if they try to change stuff with it, you know, it just, it doesn't work. But with this, like, you know, like we said when we introduced this, like, I don't know if it was just the the amount of time in between the two works, or what, but just... The manga just works so much better. It really, really does. And I read it before you. And I was like, yeah, you have to read this now. Like, mm-hmm. you have to read it. I'm glad you did. I'm glad I did, too, because I was like, I was, I mean, I read the first chapter. And, like, that was just, like, enough for me to be like, okay, clearly this has a lot more to it substantially than the, the anime did. So that's yeah. exciting in and of itself. And I didn't know exactly, like, how far it went afterwards until, like, I just, like, kind of blazed through the entirety of it, you know, a couple nights ago and was like, wow, this this totally just goes in completely different directions. It introduces other characters, gives them motivations, characterization, and just completely adds to the film and the story in ways that certainly, certainly helped. And the art's better. I think that helps too. The art is better. Um, so I guess, uh, I don't know if 
this matters, but while I did like the movie, I would definitely recommend people read the manga instead. I, I would completely agree with you. You just get a lot more of a story there, and it it has a lot more of an impact. Right. Like, I think you kind of... I mean, I guess, like, the, the manga itself can't stand by stand alone. Mm-hmm. It can't. I think but... I think if you if you do watch or watch and read both, like it, you'll definitely get more out of that. Especially the manga specifically, you'll get more yeah. out of that. But if if you really wanted to, you know, ingest the story and understand it, like, and you only had you only had one way to do it, like, yeah, the manga is the manga. clearly the way to go. But also, just do both if you can. Yeah. Like like we said, it is on um it's on Crunchyroll if you have if you have that. And if not, it's like what, six bucks a month? And it might just be free on the on their side as well with ads, I don't know. It, the Blu-ray is a little bit more expensive, it's like twenty bucks still. So that's JYB. Yeah. Uh the manga is also around twenty bucks though, but it's it's worth it. If you can it get is. your hands on it. I yes. don't think the the novelization is was ever translated and brought out over here. Yeah, that's what you were saying earlier. I don't, I don't actually know the answer to that. I'm looking on Amazon right now, and I don't see it. So, so that's, probably not. Yeah. Oh, well. Because right. there was, I think, on this Wikipedia page, let me see. There was, yeah, there's like, like you know, the, the Your Name has like a different version of it, of the, yeah. of the novel. There was another one for these as well, but that was released in like 2011. Oh, huh. But it doesn't really tell you what it's about. It's just like, hey, there was another version of the novel. It was out in 2011, and then it was by a different author who wrote books on other films of Shinkai's. Hmm. So, yeah. Maybe he just took all the stuff from the manga and added it to like a novelization of version. I don't know. Could be. Who knows? But anyways, yeah, like... Or read the manga of this probably the best thing yeah yeah a thousand percent don't be surprised that it's very big it's very <sighs> thick you could beat someone up with it it would be a good weapon and shadow hearts <laughs> uh that's a good callback but um ching you could go watch our shadow watch listen to our shadow hearts episode i mean you could watch it too it's just not going to be very entertaining it's not going to be very entertaining just it's watching just a progress website. bar yep do you have anything else you want to say, or are you ready to pass out? I am sorry that I am so dang loopy, my friends. <laughs> I've tried my best, and this is what you got. So, finger guns. At least I showed up, right? Hey, that's true. I did my best, you all. I've had a tough week, so there was the possibility that we for... you were not going to be here. That's my alarm going. Yeah. So, so please forgive me for being ill and also loopy, but this is a great series. <laughs> yeah. And I was real, real hyped to talk about it because I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, too. That's that's true as well. Like, it was very good, and I'm glad you were able to come on and and talk about it, even though you were very sick and also like very questionable whether you were going to make it or not. Yeah. Finger guns. I went to take my pill, and it got stuck in between my like lip and my gum. 
And that felt real weird. Anyways, that's going to do it for this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want more information from us, go to seasonallanguagecheckup.com or sac.cool for past episodes of this very podcast. Uh, Other podcasts on there as well, like the Season Lamy Checkup and Jared and Al Watch Sailor Moon Crystal, which episodes are continuing each week, Wednesdays, 3 p.m., even though I completely always forget that they go up Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Because I'm a bad person. And they're so fun. They are. We are also, I mean, we're winding down on episodes. Yeah. I think there's like uh, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, six more weeks of that until we have to start watching again and talking about it. I think like the, uh, our episodes are going to wind out around the time that season three comes out oh snap so that'll be beneficial when we start talking about season two (laughs) yeah but yeah you should go check those out uh check out our past episodes of this podcast like the the episode we did on your name which is also a a film by makata shinkai which has various other forms of media as well and they're awesome uh you can check out analadium at analadium.com she has columns and reviews up on her site which you can go read because they're very good. Thank you. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. It's a place to keep in contact with us, figure out what we're doing, and also just a place where we can post dumb stuff. Because that's and a always place fun. where you can wish me to feel better. It's true. Tweet at anime checkup and wish Al to feel better. Let Al rest. Which hopefully by the time this comes out, you'll have. You'll feel better. I hope so. Uh, You can also support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. If you're so inclined to do so. Which would be very cool if you did. If not, it's also very cool. You're the best, guys. Thank you for listening to us. Remember, if you're not listening, you're a bad person. It's true. And I mean, who wants to be a bad person? No one. Nobody. No one. So, thus, you need to be listening. (laughs) Uh, Next week, we are most likely going to be talking about Fire Emblem Warriors. Yep. Which I've I've basically played through already because you've been busy and literally have not had time to play. But meanwhile, I'm over here just pounding my way through it, which I guess I could let me I'll give you a brief, brief, brief review because I don't want to give away all the stuff we would talk about next week as someone who has never really got into the fire emblem series because i'm awful at strategy rpgs and like they just i just don't get them even though like heroes was a different thing but that was just something else entirely i really like fire emblem warriors like i think it's it's finally a way for me to like actually kind of get to know those characters interact with them and see them also just interact with other characters from the fire emblem universe sure we'll go with that and also like i don't know like kill two thousand dudes yeah yeah that's it's a pretty good one of those games games. i love warriors games and like i think there's also just like a lot to that game as well like there's the story mode's fine like it's better than the hero story which obviously it's not really that hard don't spoil too much i'm not but like there's also you know like there's a a, like a heroic mode or a classic mode where you kind of go like through the like a certain scene from one of the games mm. and that gives you just more stuff to do. So like there's a lot there's a lot to that game in ways that you wouldn't expect. So, so yeah. Look forward to that, guys. Yeah. Look forward to that. That'll hopefully be next week. And then we will just talk about 
flinging a bunch of dudes up in the air and watching the numbers go up. Yes. Fire Emblem Warriors. Still no Tokyo Mirage Sessions DLC, though, which is the most disappointing. Zero out of ten. Not recommended. Correct. 